Show. The Science Of is brought to you by Telcom Business Convergence, one solution, one service provider. Many of you have been asking us, why don't you talk more about buying your first share? Please, will you help us out when it comes to buying the first share? So we thought, right, we'll get Byron Lotter from Vestac to come in and to tell us about the science of buying the first share. Because many people, I think, are intimidated uh, going to talk to a stockbroker for the very first time. Many people are concerned that um, they'll be talked down to. Many people are concerned that they won't understand the language that is used. Many people feel that they'll be intimidated. And so some people, let's be quite frank about it, believe that they will then be sold um, shares and be encouraged to trade shares and in so doing incur huge brokerage fees that don't understand the way the costs work and ultimately get into it and then do absolutely nothing about it. So in response to your questions about starting a stockbroking account, Byron Lotter, do tell me please, step one of getting the stockbroking account. And you're going to say, find a stockbroker and I'll say, how do I find a stockbroker? And let's go from there. Well, first of all, um, you have to do your research, obviously, and uh, you've got to make sure there's no counterparty risk. Uh, okay, now already you, you've lost us in terms <laughs> of your jargon, all right? Well, I was going to explain it. but um, So you, you, you get third-party brokers who um, you, you know will be the face of the business, but generally they will have um, licenses or agreements with, um, with uh, companies, namely uh, the big four banks who, who will actually hold the shares for you. Um, generally, if you fall on the share register of the company, which means you own the shares, um, you on the company register, uh, uh, you, you will be fine in terms of counterparty risk, which means that basically your broker is not going to go running away with your money. Um, the second... Okay, okay we, 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 I feel like we're already ahead of ourselves here. Um, I want to buy a share. I decide that I want to take 10,000 Rand and I want to buy some Richemont shares because I've heard luxury goods are the future and I can't afford to buy a Mont Blanc pen so I want to buy shares in the company that makes them. So I'm going to go and buy 10,000 rands worth of Richemont shares. Let's do the first thing and that is I want to take my 10,000 rand and buy the shares. Okay, the easiest way to do that is uh, most people will have a bank account and uh, these banks, the big four banks, all offer um, share trading options. So if you've got F&B online, um, there's literally a link you can click on uh, and uh, you basically can um, you can buy shares through F&B online, Standard Bank online, um, one of those operations. Okay, so the bank, and that is effectively the stockbroker. Yes, exactly. I okay. mean, in the old days, uh, it was a lot more complicated. You used to hold share certificates. It's, it's a lot more easier these days. Okay, so we'll, we'll get on to that in just a moment. So basically, I can go to my bank, and my bank has got a stockbroking operation um, within FNB. It's the old Barnard Jacobs Millet business within Santa Bank. They've had a long-running um, stockbroking business there. Does NetBank have one? I'm not aware of it. Do they do they have a, stock, a share trading platform? I don't think I'm so. Sh- I think they do. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I think they do. Mike Brown, if you're still on your way home this evening, because he listens to the show driving from Ned Bank and he lives a long way away. Give us a shot if you do. Um, but it, it's, yeah, so, so basically they will act as your stockbroker. But then you've got to understand what it is you're doing. You know that you want 10,000 rands worth of Richemont shares and you go off and you go and place an order for 10,000 Richemont shares. How do I know what to pay? Well, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So this is obviously a service and you're going to have to pay for that service. Um, generally, that'll be in the form of brokerage. So there, the bank will take a small commission on the trade that you make. Um, the, there will be a feature 
um, on the bank website, which will show you the kind of price that you're looking to pay. This will obviously vary on a day-to-day basis because uh, the prices of the shares um, clearly move depending on um, you know, the bids and the offers, uh, what someone is willing to pay for it. Um, so th- there will be a feature there that will show you where the, sh- the stock is trading at. Um, and um, normally most of these um, uh, will also have a feature where you put in the amount of money you want to spend and it will calculate exactly how many shares you want to b- uh, w- you can buy with that amount of money, including the brokerage. So it is simplified a lot more than okay. uh, you know what it used to be. Good. So I go on to the Standard Bank share trading platform for argument's sake and I go Richemont 10,000 rands worth of it. Tells Tells me you can have nine shares because the shares trading at 102 rand or thereabouts. Or will it sell me 9.3 shares or 9.4 shares? Or can uh, I do I have to buy a full nine shares only? I'm not questioning your maths, but it'll be more around 100 shares. Okay, there we go. It's late <laughs> at night. I've been awake since very early this morning. Um, and, no, they'll uh, round off for you. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll round it off for you. Yeah, they'll they'll round it off for you. And again, they'll include the brokerage so that uh, um, obviously the account won't go into arrears. Okay, and that's very important because not only does it cost money in terms of the transaction, the fee of the brokerage fee, the fee of buying that particular tranche of shares, but there's also then a holding cost because you then are maintaining an account. It's a little bit like having a bank account. Um, There is a service fee for holding those shares. Yeah, generally with these products, um, it's uh, mostly self-motivated stuff. So you won't be paying a management fee, uh, but they generally are holding fees. Um, not a lot. Uh, I think they vary from about 30 to 40 rand a month. Um, so that's definitely doable. But you have to be very careful because when making investments, um, fees are very important to consider. So if you're investing uh, 300 rand to Richmond shares and you're paying 40 rand a month on that, you know, that's more than 10% of your investment. Okay, that gets me to the important question as to what is the bare minimum I should be looking to invest on a monthly basis considering that there's a transaction fee on the on the deal itself and also there is the the, the holding cost I think um, if you're going into individual stocks, um, it's difficult to instantly diversify. Um, you know, if you bought an index with a Satrix 40 or, or something like that, you get immediate diversification. But when you're buying shares, um, you need to buy individual stocks and each single trade uh, will cost you. And normally these products will have a minimum trading cost. Um, so to start off with, say, 20 to 30,000 Rand, you might be able to get uh, exposure to, say, three or four stocks immediately. Um, and then constantly add to that uh, until you get another bulk amount and then you can purchase another one. Uh, Instead of putting in a 200 rand a month and then buying 200 rand a month's worth of shares, rather wait until that cash balance builds up to six, 7,000 rand and then you can make another purchase just to minimize your fees. Okay, and that that is absolutely important. And also watch the markets and understand. But you talked about the buy and the sell prices of shares um, or the bid bid and sell prices of shares. Let's say, for example, we're looking at Richemont. It may have a bid on the screen of 100 rand and may have a sell of 102 rand for argument's sake. That means somebody's prepared to sell the shares at 102, but the best offer for those shares that's come through today sits at 100 rand. Now, if I want to get my 100 Richemont shares right now, I need to put in a bid of 102 rand, or can I play it more cleverly than that? Uh, you can play it more clev- cleverly. I mean, that depends on the liquidity of a stock. Um, liquidity basically means how 
regularly it trades and um, you there, there will be a spread so what you're talking about there the the between 100 and uh, 102 rand that means there's a, a two rand spread um, you could sit and and put in a bid at say uh, 101 rand and see if someone is willing to come down and meet you there um, so basically you know it's it's the marketplace and um, uh, you, you can only buy the share what someone is is willing to sell it to you for that's why uh, a lot of uh, brokers um, or, or advisors prefer to stick to the liquid stocks because, you know, if you sit in a situation where you need to to sell your share and say the bid price is at 30 cents and um, you, you, uh, the offer is at 50 cents, you might have to go all the way down to 30 and sell at a mm. huge loss. Absolutely. And that, that is a, a that is a constraint. Pakimile Lubi, who's a journalist uh, whose name I recognize, says, do you, I need a stockbroker to invest in shares? Are you recommending that as the first time I, I go through a bank? You don't have to go through your bank. It's the easiest way because you've got a relationship with your bank. There is the online banking facility there. But if you want to, you can go. The JSC um, has got a list of stockbrokers on its on its website. Um, there's the JSC, the profiles, uh, JSC handbook, which has a whole list of stockbrokers. Um, you you could phone up and you could deal with a real human being who could say, hello, I'd like to open up a stockbroking account, please. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's definitely the easiest way to get instant exposure to the JSC, but it's certainly not the easiest way to make the best investment decisions. Um, you know, people, this is their, their full-time jobs. They spend... Uh, 10 to 12 hours a, uh, a day, you know, analyzing these stocks. So if you're a beginner and you just open up in a, a trading account with a bank, um, yes, you might be able to buy some shares. It doesn't mean, you, mean you're going to be buying the correct ones. Yeah, absolutely. But but that gets on into share selection is another discussion altogether. Um, but we're just talking about the mechanics of getting that, uh, that account open. It's not that complicated. You don't actually have to be spoken down to by a stockbroker who thinks they're clever. Um, you don't have to deal with the jargon of somebody who who deals with jargon all day, you don't have to be intimidated by that stuff. You can go, you can do it simply, you can do it effectively by simply going through your own bank's website and you can learn the tricks of the trade there. My guest this evening is telling us all about opening up a stockbroking account, how you go through that process of doing it and is giving us a couple of warnings as well. Be careful of the amount of money you invest. Be careful of um, how often you trade on these accounts because there are trading fees every time you buy and sell a share. And we'll also talk about the consequence of being regarded by SARS, for example, example, as a trader rather than as a long-term investor. That is an absolutely important consequence as well. The science of the first trade this evening, Byron Lotter, Portfolio Manager at Vestact, in studio with me. If you want to talk to him, 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. 12 exceptional individuals. Hello, I'm Clem Santa. I'm Peter Dirk Ace. I am Deborah Patter. Accepted the challenge of filling Reedy Clarby's shoes. Now, the shoes that you're wearing, are they Jimmy's shoes or my shoes? They're Reedy's shoes. <laughs> now she's back to continue where she left off. Who is in charge? Catch the Reedy Clarby Show from 20 January. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to 12 noon on 567 Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Marilyn, I need a non-automated, hand-operated ink dispenser for the objective of on-paper documentation. A pen, sir? Yes. That's the word I was looking for. Using several words when one will get the job done doesn't make sense. Neither does using several providers when you can get voice, mobile, fixed, data, cloud and IT from one service provider. Call 10217, click telcom.co.za forward slash business or visit a Telcom Direct store and get a tailor-made solution. Convergence. One solution, one service provider. Telcom Business. Air Supplier. Coming to Cape Town, South Africa for one night only. Be 
there to hear them performing all the classic hit songs that made them the world's favorite soft rock duo. Grand Arena, Grand West, Thursday, 24th of April, 2014. Book at CompuTicket to avoid disappointment and be sure not to miss the magic of air supply. Take a moment and think about the things you would do if you had access to extra money. Pay off school fees, renovate your home, or finally start paying for that big wedding day. Whatever the answer, we know the smile it would bring to your face to better your life. That's why at EBSA, we don't just provide affordable personal loans with flexible repayment options. We offer you a financial solution to help you achieve your dreams. Because we know that sometimes all it takes is a little credit to prosper. EBSA, member of Barclays, an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. The science of on the money show. I suspect Martin Scorsese's latest movie is going to do a huge amount of damage for people wanting to go into the market. And Neil in Whitbank, I think you're one of those. You've seen The Wolf of Wall Street, have you, Neil? Yes, I saw The Wolf of Wall Street, and and, and what bothers me is 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 the way the brokers. The, the main thing that the broker does is as you're making money, and you and if you see the movie. Leonardo DiCaprio tells the workers, never let the client take his money out. Just keep on moving it. Okay. Understand? I, I, I understand perfectly. I've, I've, I've interviewed the real Wolf of Wall Street, and he was a complete scuzzball. He was a crook. He was a scoundrel. He was a drug addict. He was a, a, an immoral and nasty piece of work, Neil. So I understand why you are nervous, because there have been movies like uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. There's been the Michael Douglas Wall Street movie, of course. There's been Boiler Room with Ben Affleck. Um, those movies paint a picture of brokerages with moral flexibility, Clarenata. Yes, um, you know, fortunately, people learn from their mistakes. And um, what happened in the Wolf of Wall Street uh, happened, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, and uh, the SEC, which is uh, the, the regulators in the US, um, you know, they make sure that that kind of thing is not going to happen again. Um, we're also dealing in a very competitive market. And uh, brokers these days are a lot more visible. Um, and, you know, people talk and uh, there's social media and so on. And if if you are messing clients over in that way, um, it's very easy to be able to tell the world that uh, these guys are messing us over. But, but by which time your money is gone, um, which doesn't help you very much at all, which uh, goes back to your first point, which were if you're new to this game and you don't know any brokers and you don't know the market very well, your bank is a good option. It may, it may cost you a couple of basis points more in order to trade. I don't know what the fee structures are. But, it, but if you want that security, Neil, um, then if you trust your bank, then that w- would be the way to go. But uh, yes, The Wolf of Wall Street, I can't wait to see the movie. I think it'll, be, uh, it'll actually make you violently sick your stomach have you seen it yet, yes i watched it on friday um i really enjoyed it but i think it's extremely over exaggerated have you read the really book was. no i haven't because the if the movie is anything like the book because the book is is jordan belfort's own words and on this yeah I, I believe the book is also exaggerated but i have seen interviews with him and um he's basically a salesman so he's selling his story uh, uh, maybe and, okay uh, yeah. okay all right he made money out of selling shares i suppose you can sell anything after that Rodney Midrand with a very important question. Hello, Rodney. Hi, Bruce. Um, I also started using the online platform through one of the banks. Um, so what I need to know is what is the tax on capital gains if I've made um, some returns on those shares? 
Okay, Rodney, thank you. You've raised a very important, broad issue for us to discuss this evening because a lot of people, uh, and quite often, I mean, when you deal with stockbrokers, they'll phone you up of a Monday morning and say, you know, have you looked at your portfolio recently? We think you should sell some of these and buy some of these um, or add more capital into your account so we can trade some shares. The moment SARS regards you as a trader, the taxation world becomes considerably more complicated than that of a long-term investor. Yes, um, if you have a trading account, um, the the profits you take from that will be regarded as income, and it'll get taxed as income. Um, if you uh, you know patient and you hold onto your shares, um, that'll be regarded as capital gains, uh, which is fifteen percent. Um, and uh, it, the thing is, though, you you can justify to size. So if you if you were holding a share and say six months down the line. Um, you realize that there's massive strikes in Marikana and uh, your Lonman shares are dropping by 15% every day and you decide you want to sell them, that doesn't necessarily mean you're trading. You've taken a decision um, uh, to sell that share uh, on, the, on, on a fundamental basis. Uh, so you could still justify that kind of trade um, and, 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 and to say that your investment is still there for capital appreciation rather as, in, as income. Okay. Now, lots of questions coming through. Glenn, who's so angry a lot of the time, uh, says, which stockbroker isn't essentially a scuzzball? Show me a good stockbroker and I'll call you a liar. Exaggerated? I think not. I'm looking at a good stockbroker. That's why I've got him here, Glenn. (laughs) Okay, you called me a liar. Oh, excellent. Now we quits. Uh, Tobojo says, please explain the variance on costs between going through brokers and banks. Again, it's something I think because there is so much competition in this market, you've got to go and research it yourself, unfortunately, and it can be complicated. But what, what charges am I looking for? There is the brokerage fee, the cost of doing the transaction, and there's a holding cost. Could there be any other fees hidden away in there, Byron? Well, for for an exact um, example, we're we're a broker, and uh, but our shares are held at uh, FNB. Um, so if you go through a broker, you are going to pay a bit more because essentially they're a middleman. Um, but with that, you get the advice. So they are. Uh, management fees that you pay. Um, wh- when you pay brokerage, you're also paying. Uh, a, 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 you're paying VAT. Um, a, a, you're paying a tax. Sorry, not VAT. So you're paying a tax, um, and you also you're paying a small amount to the JC Insurance. Um, so there's quite a lot of little uh, fees within um, uh, the brokerage, which they basically just call brokerage. Um, but uh, you, you, again, you're going to have to go and do your own research. There's the holding costs, and then of course there's the management management fee, uh, which if you going through someone who is, is giving you advice is probably the most important fee that you need to look at. Okay, and because that can be a yeah, hundred bucks a time or something along those sorts of lines. Well, normally it's a percentage. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can get unit trusts uh, and mutual funds that can charge 2-3%. And um, it, it's absolutely essential that you know how much you're getting charged because when it comes to to investments and uh, you know, your capital gains, when you're looking at a long period of time, even a, what looks initially as a small fee turns out to be a massive amount uh, because as you get um, compound growth you also get the opposite effect when it comes to fees okay great uh, that that's very important as well Bonolo in Winchester Hills a question please for my guest this evening for Byron Lotter hi uh, Bruce and your guest um, I just wanted to know suppose you you have 20,000 rand in a trading account and you make losses let's say to 10,000 rand once you start making the gains and going back up do you only start getting text after you've hit the 20 and going above that or do they even 
any gain, even if it's from your okay. ten thousand. Yeah. Okay. Th- thanks, makes- thanks, Bunolo. It's a it's a good question. I mean, how do how do the, how are the gains and losses calculated on a share trading account? Yeah, the, it'll be uh, based on the initial capital outlay, which uh, will be the twenty thousand rand. So if it goes below twenty thousand rand, um, you don't have to worry about paying any taxes, obviously. Um, and then once that increases above, um, you know, and, and you set it as a trading account, so it'll be certainly taxed as as income. So you'd have to declare it as income, but only once it gets over the once 20, you're making a profit. Mark. Yes, once you're making a profit. There we go. Um, I found it absolutely fascinating. Byron Lotter, portfolio manager at Vestac. Thanks very much. Uh, um, okay, let's just see if we've got time for one more question this evening. Cheapest online options. Again, Darren, you've got to look at that yourself, please. Um, and then uh, can one open an account with the JSE? Is that a worthwhile option? The JSE doesn't operate trading accounts. You've got to go through a stock broker. The JSE creates the market and the shares flow through that market. But there's a stockbroker on the buy and on the sell side of, of, any, of, of any arrangement. Yes, uh, you need a direct license with the JSC, which the likes of the big banks will have, and then they are able to offer that to, to private clients and individuals. Byron Lotter from Vestac this evening, the science of the first trade.